Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is UXK. 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 I'm your host, Lee Allen Arredondo. Hello and welcome to UX Cake. Today we're talking about incorporating UX into an agile product development process. It's been a common complaint for the past couple of decades, believe it or not, that most agile processes just don't allow enough time for UX research and design. So teams that want the best human-centered design outcomes have to be very intentional about that. And that means adjusting their agile processes in some way so that they can use UX resources more effectively. But many teams don't even know that they need to do this, or if they do know that they have issues with their UX, they may not know how or what to change. Today, we're talking with Shana Atkins, who's an Agile expert and a big proponent of incorporating UX into Agile. Shana's an Agile coach and the founder of Atco Inc. in Chicago. She's worked with organizations large and small from corporations and startups to universities and nonprofits because they all have issues with this. And she has success stories that really prove that the most successful Agile framework is one that actually incorporates UX research and design into the process from the start where it brings the highest value. She's got great examples of what this approach actually looks like and techniques to accomplish it. She also has some great ideas about how anyone in an organization can advocate for these kind of changes. Before we start, UX Cake has a small favor to ask. If you enjoy this content, please take just a moment to rate and review us in iTunes or Apple Podcast. It would mean so much to us. And thank you, SVC, the School of Visual Concepts here in Seattle, for leaving us a nice review and also for recommending us to your students. The feeling is mutual, and that's how our community grows. Let's get on with the show. Well, thanks, Shana, so much for joining me on UX Cake today. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. So we're going to be talking about... Agile and specifically how UX fits into Agile. But I first wanted to talk about Agile product development itself because there are so many flavors or, you know, and variations of Agile methods. And so what do you mean when you say Agile? When I say Agile, what I really mean is the process for getting a product or service out to market that customers love that is kind of flexible and consumable and just, you know, cross-functional in terms of how teams work together to get that done. So there's not a specific framework like a sprint is this many weeks or... Yeah, I definitely abide by the core principles within the Agile Manifesto. And I myself focus on Agile at scale. So looking at the scaled agile sprint framework or the spotify framework or you know less or dad i'm you know fluent across all of those but for sure the core principles of the daily stand up the retrospective but sprint links and things like that i think can be flexible across organizations it really depends on the need of the organization the product that they're delivering and what the ultimate goal is and so in your work, uh, you're going into different companies and helping them build an agile process. Is that right? 
Yes. So for the most part, I go into companies who they may have one or two teams and agile teams in place, you know, following a number of methodologies. And I help them to scale those teams across either their entire enterprise, which I've done before, or within a department or a section of an organization. I see. So there's one or two teams that are using agile methodology and they want the rest of the company. For the most part, that's the case. I would say recently, you know, Agile's all over Forbes magazine and Harvard Business Review. So I I get a lot of organizations who have never even used Agile before. I was just at a university two weeks ago and they are starting completely from scratch. Like, what is Agile? How do we set up one team? And then how do we scale that across technology? Wow, that's fascinating to me because Agile has been around for At least 20 years. I know. It's been such a long time. And I think the process, if you think about a lot of the startups that have really gained scale very quickly, Agile was at the center of their product development processes. But now I think large organizations are starting to say, okay, I want to digitally transform. I want to stay ahead of the curve. What does that look like for me? And then other types of organizations I've seen, nonprofits, like I said, universities have started to ask the question as well. So it's becoming an interesting phenomenon right now. You're going to be giving a talk at the upcoming Convey UX conference. And your talk specifically is about how UX can get integrated into Agile. Agile meets UX. Tell me a little bit about that. As a coach, I teach classes and I coach organizations. And what I found was that this topic around, okay, how do I incorporate UX design effectively into my Agile team and Agile processes kept coming up. And then as a founder within my own team, my founding team has myself, which my background is in product development and agility. We also have Amber Nicole, and she's a UX designer by trade. And so as we were building kind of internal products or even just platforms for onboarding for our team, we'd clash and have these conversations around giving time and space to the UX research and design versus running in an agile process, which is basically how I lead my life, how I lead my company, and how I coach organizations. So that natural clash has breeded this topic that I'm going to speak about, which is how do we really kind of work together? Because essentially design principles and the principles of agility are rooted in the same thing, but sometimes they clash in interesting ways. What might sound familiar to some of the people listening who have experienced this difficulty, there's a difficulty in creating, can be a difficulty in creating a longer term, say design strategy or more holistic design specifically when it's going to take more than a sprint to build. And so there might be resistance. So the two things I've seen is is resistance from the product management and dev teams to let design do that, or just purely time and resource issues where design and research have to focus on very tactical, what's going to be in the next sprint, and they don't have time to look at the bigger picture. So I'm curious if those are the challenges that you're talking about. You kind of hit the nail on the head of the timing with of a sprint, right? So traditionally, a sprint can be two weeks. And so, you know, you'll have an agile team, which is kind of product person, a development team. They clash with the designers who sit outside of that team. And one of the things that I talk about in my workshop is around truly being cross-functional and kind of incorporating the designer with the development team in the the kind of product manager from the start. 
because the design process does need to be effective and whole. It does need space. But then on the other hand, there's ways to kind of incorporate parts of that within the existing ceremonies of an Agile team. Can you give me an example or two? One thing that I did within my own team is that we have this thing called just-in-time design. So essentially, what we do is in our daily stand-up, we actually incorporate specific time for questions that our UX designer might be having on some of the kind of larger research that she's doing. In addition to that, we have kind of our retrospective. And in our retrospective, we don't just talk about, okay, what are some of the things that we can improve on from a team collaboration standpoint? We might talk about, okay, what are some opportunities for improvement to our overall persona? Or what are some opportunities to improve the other user research findings that have been found? So that's one example. Have you found ways or techniques either for your team or or for the teams that you're training to help make more space for design to have that longer-term thinking? There is, within Agility at Scale, there's a technique called innovation and planning where you actually dedicate an entire sprint towards innovation activities. And so in its you can do it once a quarter, some organizations do it once a quarter, some organizations do it once a month. But this is a time where you pretty much like take time for the designer to lead the day or lead that period of time. And this really helps because maybe there's kind of a customer experience journey that has to be created. I had a telecommunications client where they were really trying to figure out what was their kind of customer experience journey, what was the value stream underneath that. And what we did was we basically coached them on making space for that within their innovation and then breaking down the results of that into bite-sized chunks to address within the sprints that were coming after. So they were creating kind of a longer term plan and then as a team looking at how they could break that into sprints? They focused on the longer term plan for a whole of an innovation sprint. And then after that, the results of that, like the actionable pieces, they prioritized and spread out over future sprints. That sounds also kind of familiar. I'm curious... When you go into these organizations that you're, you know, helping them with their digital transformation, what are the challenges that they are having with their current product development? What are the challenges that sometimes they they might be having with UX or research? It's interesting because there's this separation between the business and the product development team or technology. And some of the challenges they have is bridging that gap with UX. So for instance, I had an expectations conversation with a client and he basically broke down, okay, my expectation is that someone can really help me to map out what this idea or concept I have and take that into an ex, you know, you know, to cash, right? Into something that's an executable product. He was like, but I get caught up in all of the requirements that I might be expected to do when I only have the concept from the business strategy, right? And UX really is a bridge between that. But I think sometimes organizations don't have even the language to know that that's what they need. And so they might think agile is the, you know, oh, I'm going to implement these agile processes. But actually, there's a lot of UX 
research design that has to be a part of the process as well. So not having the language to kind of know the need and to bridge that gap, I think is one thing I see a lot. And then also a big challenge I see is that design kind of sits outside of the process in general, right? So it's like, you know, you're going through sprints with a product development team and the designers nowhere in sight. It's just, you kind of just only interact with the prototypes or with the mockups. And it's like, okay, how do we really, you know, integrate the designer into the process sprint over sprint? So they're a member of the team and the activities, those design activities are are part of the everyday, just like anything else. That is fantastic that you're able to come into those situations and point these things out to the teams. I'm curious how that looks, um, like actually getting a team to change. Are there sort of some bigger things that, that have to be addressed, like resource constraints or something? What does that look like when you come in and, and you see these issues and opportunities? And then how does that actually change for that organization? Yeah, so there are some natural challenges that come up around resource constraints and things of that sort. The approach that I usually take as a coach is let's start with standing up at least a pilot of a team that is truly cross-functional, that has all the skills that are 100% dedicated. Getting that commitment from leadership, I think, is a big step. And just being very upfront that, okay, we just need that commitment so that we can actually show a best practice within the organization. And then I think from there, as you stand up other teams and there's resource constraints and there's other kinds of things that may happen, such as just people complain about sprint links. There might be other challenges around automation that has not occurred. So there's just in general, teams may be struggling to be cross-functional and autonomous and to incorporate UX within what they're doing and or just even a bigger picture that the business or like leadership is having trouble kind of their strategy being translated all the way down to the team level. At that point, I really embrace the power of like the continuous feedback loop, like really trying to get from the teams from leadership in a retrospective manner, like what are the challenges? What are the constraints? And then how do we solve for those things together? How do we be intentional? Not so much about problem solving, but about understanding what the core problem is and solving that within the context of an organization. I think that sometimes we have these cookie cutter frameworks and we try to just apply them. And it's like, no, every organization is unique and we have to find what works. I think what's important is that we just kind of keep in mind that we have a lot to choose from in terms of best practices. And we want to make sure that we're translating the best of user experience, the best of agility, the best of even DevOps, if you want to go that far, to achieve true agility and true digital transformation. It sounds like there are maybe different frameworks or methodologies that you might recommend to an organization for problem solving. Can you give me an example, maybe? Because that was one thing that you mentioned right there is, you know, framing the problem and identifying, is this even the right problem to solve? Like, what's an example of a framework that you might recommend for an organization? I worked with a kind of small startup organization and their product was mostly uh, digital in nature. And so I recommended the Spotify framework because I believe that if there's multiple agile teams in a startup environment where the product is more digital, then that's a good kind of framework to start from. And I also recommend like 
practices within that. So I'm a big fan of, I think I mentioned earlier, just-in-time design within that. And then another example is I'm currently at an oil and gas company where they're using agility across upstream, downstream, their IT operations, and they're using the scaled agile framework, which is very robust. And it, it handles everything from kind of team to scaling that up to the enterprise. I think what's interesting is that as an agile coach, the one thing that I think is important is that as you recommend a framework, it's important to be aware of what I call like adjacent opportunities, because a lot of Agile frameworks don't go in depth around the connection to user experience. And that does what I tried to bring to the table as a differentiator for ACO and the services that we provide is how do we make recommendations on agility at scale, but then how do we also incorporate design thinking within that? And how do we translate user experience from the strategy and leadership all the way down to the execution within the teams? So it sounds like you are kind of doing two things. You're going in to help a team develop a process that might include design thinking frameworks, but you're also using that framework to identify the opportunities at that organization. Yeah, I would say that that's absolutely important because I do say each organization is different. And so what good looks like for coaches and for folks who kind of do this on the regular basis is to one, share best practices, but also to pass on something that they can own and improve and make their own. So that's kind of why I take those two approaches. You mentioned a couple things, the Spotify Agile. Spotify framework. framework. Spotify framework and just-in-time design. I think there might've been a couple other Scaled Agile framework. Yeah. So are these things that, you know, can they just like Google that if they want more information or? I would say the scaledagileframework.com has a lot of resources. It's an open source compilation of tools across both lean and agile. For more information on Spotify, they actually have like a three-part series released. I think if you just go on medium.com and, and search for Spotify, and I think there's a video series attached. And then if you go to our website, echoinc.com backslash join, we actually send out trend reports on a regular basis around things around user experience, agility, kind of the best of these practices. So that if, say, for instance, an organization wants to start something on their own or they want some tips and tricks within something they're already doing, they can have a little assistance there. That's excellent. Let's say there's someone in a team who's listening to this and they'd like to maybe suggest some of these frameworks, start some of this in in their team. Like, What would be some recommendations you might have there? Yeah, I think organically anyone can bring it to the table, but I would say product managers, probably user experience designers who are working with teams. If, you know, if they suggest collaborating in this fashion, it it tends to have a lot of power. And then sometimes scrum masters, but also like, I would say like a developer, right? A person who's actually executing and and lives and breathes these problems every day. If they have suggestions, they can bring those to the table. So your company, Atco, is going in and helping to make these transformations. Is there an example kind of like a a poster child of a company that you've gone into that you use as an example of, you know, here's how powerful this transformation can be? Most recently, we 
did a implementation at a financial services organization, and they've actually adopted Agile across their entire company. But what we really did was, you know, they had the part of the company we focused on was collections, which is traditionally not a very digital part of a company. But a lot of the user research said that, you know, if they get behind on their payments, they would like user-friendly, understanding digital options to make payments. And so I'm really proud of that work because we were able to really understand how do we integrate design? Like, how do we truly think about this and integrate our designers in our process, really understand kind of the customer journey when people get 30 days or more behind on payments, and then truly develop a process that's very human, right? Because this is a, it's actually a very complicated part of a cycle to be in for companies and for the customer. So I'm really proud of that because I think that the way that we were able to make some changes was really impactful and, and made the collections experience just a little bit more human. Did they have the research resources to be able to like... They hired an agency to do the work. And I would say they did not have the research resources to embed researchers in all of their teams, but they were able to to dedicate researcher to a, a couple of the teams for some of the more strategic initiatives that they did. So they used prioritizations to solve for their resource constraints. Was that an outcome of your coming in and helping them with their methodology? Yes. So we were able to, I think sometimes we go into these organizations and for this particular one in general, one of the bigger things was that everyone wants everything done. Everyone has a number one. And so by really defining a true priority, we were able to focus on where to put our resources, where those resources had the most impact and how can we change the experience in a digestible piecemeal way. Another thing that you talk about is lean agile versus agile. I'm very familiar with lean UX and lean research, but I'm curious, maybe you could explain what's lean agile versus agile. When I talk about lean agile, I really talk about like focusing on agility at scale. I think, you know, if you're familiar with the lean process, the lean really talks about like, how do we reduce waste? And there are eight ways that are common in the industry. And I think there are eight ways in digital or software development as well. Like, you know, investing in unnecessary extra features that the customers don't buy could be a waste in the same way that underutilizing skills and capabilities could be a waste. So The Lean Agile really just gives a little bit of light into how it is important to take a step back, look at the bigger picture, and figure out what are opportunities to reduce waste in the bigger picture and build agility on top of that versus just standing up Agile teams without refining the initial kind of value stream or end-to-end process to begin with. I'm curious what that entails, like taking that step back to understand who typically is doing that and what's the outcome? Most recently, I actually was at a university or my company was at a university and we did what we call a value stream mapping workshop. And that occurred with the CIO and his leadership team. And essentially, it's like, okay, what value does this organization bring? And so that IT organization, what they focus on is enabling students from their first attraction to the university 
through their matriculation in the university. And so once they understood that process, then we could really identify, okay, how do we set up agile teams within your organizations that are aligned with this, with the way that you deliver value into the university, right? So it changes the conversation because when you engage leaders around okay, like how do you bring value? What's the waste in that right now? How do we eliminate that waste? And then how do we structure you to execute in a more lean fashion using Agile? I think it completely changes the conversation and it enables organizations to really think of, okay, what does you know higher education look like in 2030? How can we really set ourselves up for success? That's really interesting. As you're talking about that, it makes me wonder if sometimes this process, you know, when you're going and looking for, you know, how could we eliminate waste if groups find things that they think they're being frugal and it turns out that it's actually causing more waste? Yes, yes. So there's sometimes opportunities, and I think this is completely relevant to this conversation where underutilizing or overutilizing a skill set, both in and of itself are wasteful, right? And I think that user research and user experience definitely fall in this category in which really understanding the kind of best way to utilize the resource, but not going to 110% capacity, that's true productivity. What's important is that organizations have that conversation because we're not thinking about waste in the ways of like, oh, let's eliminate this step in the process that is very valuable. No, it's we have to think about, okay, what is something value add that we may not be thinking about or what is something that's non-value add that we can potentially think about differently? Yeah, that's a very good point that you brought up, which we in UX often try to point out it's it can be difficult but if you develop the wrong thing because you didn't do any research yes. testing that's extremely wasteful and costly <laughs> yes exactly. it's very costly investing in building the right thing that your customers love and being customer centric and customer first that's value driven so it's important i think in the lean agile conversation it's as much about value as it is about eliminating waste. Like some of the things that I talk about within the kind of lean agile conversation, in addition to incremental delivery and results driven investment is just in time design, right? Like, or just in doing design thinking or having user research be a part of your customer strategy or value stream mapping process to begin with. It's definitely related. And one thing that I've learned is that we have a lot of best practices out there that are actually very similar and that if we're friendly across these things, we can really achieve something cool. It sounds like you're talking about cross-collaboration across teams that, that maybe you've seen that they're not collaborating. Yeah. So I would say that it's funny because in Agile, that's what we talk about is like cross-collaboration, cross-functional teams. And then I think in design thinking, that's also a big part of it. And so at this point, some of my customers have seen, even in my own team, we have seen that cross-collaboration doesn't have a limit. You can break down a wall and even collaborate you know, across your development team and your Agile team and your design team. It sounds like that would be something that would be really powerful for, for example, uh, nonprofits that maybe haven't been thinking this way and can be resistant 
to changing the way they operate because it, they think that it's going to be expensive. Exactly. This has really been so interesting and I can't wait to hear your full presentation at the conference. Yeah, this was a great talk. So before I let you go, though, I have a couple questions for you. The first is, this is UX Cake, and <laughs> we love cake. So I would like to know what kind of cake is your favorite cake? I've thought about this long and hard, and <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with like a red velvet. <laughs> oh, yeah, interesting. But okay. if it could be like a half red velvet half carrot cake (laughs) (laughs) layered from top to bottom so you can get a little bit of both in one slice because you know (laughs) cross-functional collaboration that would be even better wow that's interesting i think i would pilot that by making two separate cakes and then just trying a bite of both together before i actually and that's you make a great point the pilot is always a powerful way to start (laughs) (laughs) great then my last question is how can people follow you online or find out more about all these great resources that you have so you can follow me online on linkedin or instagram at shana atkins and then our company atco is out there on all social media channels a-T-K-C-O-I-N-C. And then you, if any questions or ever want to know kind of the latest and greatest from uh, user experience or agile and, and kind of trends in those spaces, go to atcoinc.com backslash join and we'll send over resources. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm just so glad to see and to hear about a very agile focused and product management, product development focused group that is such an advocate for user experience design and research. Oh, thank you. I'm super excited. (laughs) So thanks for fighting the good fight (laughs) and being our champion. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, Shana, I want to thank you again. Thanks so much for joining me today on UX Cake. All right. Thank you so much. And see you at the conference. Thanks for listening to another episode of UX Cake a podcast for UX pros who want to be more effective in their working career. Join our growing community by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can get updates and other resources by subscribing to our newsletter at uxcake.co. Also, please rate and review the podcast. That really helps our community grow. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a bite.